We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast. Coming at you. Bright, sunshiny. I hope it's sunshiny tomorrow. It's sunshiny right now as we're recording this on Sunday, July 11th. It's about 630. Game three of the finals has not yet been played. Uh, Not that that really matters. Who cares about the finals? It's just the finals. Um, But we have some scintillating Knicks content for you, as always. Um, Before I get to the... The special thing. Uh, let me introduce my co-host, Jeremy Cohen. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Doing great, John. Today uh, has been all sports, all the time. So can I hold on before we get to the special thing and what we're actually going to talk about today? So I got to. Te- we're supposed to record this pod. By the way, five p.m. Supposed to start recording this pod five five o'clock in the in the evening time. It is now as I speak. 6.26 p.m. Can one of you, Andrew's here as well, lurking in the background, tell me, because I literally don't know, what soccer match prevented you from being available in a timely manner as we agreed upon? So this is uh, the Euros or Euro Cup the Euros? in this case. Uh, whatever. Yeah, it's some, I mean, someone who, who's better at knowing soccer, football, whatever, than I am, feel they will correct me, I no doubt. Oh, okay. The, the whole point is every... You know, four years there is a tournament, and last year, so it's this like the World Cup, but no, but, but only just, Europe. It's continent focused, right? And they had other continents oh. doing their thing, and whatnot. like okay. Argentina won last night. Lionel Messi won his first major tournament for Argentina, but today was Italy versus uh, versus England. Oh, and, uh, those England are two scored. important countries. They are. They are indeed. Uh, That's great. England scored in the second minute. Um, Italy scored in the 67th minute, okay. went to I'm surprised Italy kicks. didn't score in the 69th minute, but we'll see if you, but if you, you add go. two and 67, <laughs> then they both did. So it works <laughs> out. But the point here is that Italy did win this tournament. Oh, that's uh, great. Viva Italia. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to my girlfriend's entire family that went to a full watch party in Queens today. That's great. Which is the reason that I was watching, which is why I was A-OK being on board with Jeremy's. Can we delay in case the match goes over? (laughs) 
All right. so, so also, I just want to throw out the other sports that happened. Uh, the Mets blew a five, nothing lead and lost. And oh my God, Jeremy, the Yankees. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Yankees blew it too. Oh my God. Like, I don't even have like a snarky Mets fan thing to say. Like, so John, the Yankees are up seven two going into the ninth inning. And are well, you you're you should aware win that of, game? You're aware of the tension between the Yankees and the Astros, right? Yes. Yes. So they played the Astros today. And yesterday, okay. former Astro Garrett Cole with arguably the best pitching performance of the season, non-Jacob deGrom division, uh-huh. um, threw a complete game shutout, won oh, the wow. game one nothing, and threw 130 pitches. 129 That's to be exact. Incredible. So the Yankees were three outs away from sweeping the Astros in a oh. hint of revenge. Uh-huh. And they gave up six runs in the bottom of the ninth to the Astros. It's not what you want. And Jose Altuve, the villain of the sign-stealing scandal, I think, Hit a three-run walk-off home run to win it. Oof. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure Oz is very upset, is all I'm saying. Oh, I'm sure he is, too. I also think his preferred fighter of of choice lost last night. I I know there was an MMA fight last night, see? Yes, there was a pretty bad injury, right, Jeremy? Conor McGregor, like, broke his leg. It was it was awful. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's uh, lots of not what you want for for my for my buddy Bernard. Also, sorry for your uh, loss with the Yankees, Jeremy. But at least Frank Nilakina had a nice showing against Team Spain in the next match. And Vildoza did great. <laughs> so you well, know, Vildoza it wasn't that efficient, but but, but, um, but great enough in the sense that he looked yes. good. Uh, he looked and, good. Uh, hit, a, hit a half court three. Yeah, and shout um, out Team Nigeria. That was pretty impressive by them. Fantastic. Big ups to um, Nigeria. We love the. We love all. All the. You know what? Anytime Kevin Durant can lose a basketball game, I'm here for it. Do we want to shout out the sport we played last night, John? Oh, <laughs> Technically, right. we're really putting off the Knicks content here. Very briefly, um, shout out to um, the Hard Knicks Life podcast. Um, one of their hosts, well, both of their hosts, um, Barry and Craig. Barry hosted a poker night at his uh, humble abode um, up on the north end of Long Island. Um, or north north side of Long Island, I guess. North, uh, whatever it is, and uh, we Andrew and I went and, and lost a, a few dollars, not too much money. I lost really have- all my money that I brought. <laughs> there you go. It was a twenty dollar buy. Let's yes, just say, but this I lost is, all my money. <laughs> high rollers, we are. I was the first one out, though. But in fairness, I had two. I went in on two good hands, and and uh, they. I just I got beat by better hands. So, Jeremy, are you a poker guy? Do you play? No, not okay. really. So I'll I'll spare the the full details, but I won the first hand of the night, which if I can tell you now, John, I had a straight and ten through ace, so it was like the highest straight possible, yes. and I was the I think the queen away from it being a royal flush. If yes. I didn't know the people there, and this was actually like a thing to actually play poker, I would have gone all in on the first hand, but it was like. Then if they match me, then I'm the guy that went all in on poker night. Oh, and that's yeah. like the one hand I won last night. And then <laughs> well, what, the rest is history. It was, it was one more than I won. Okay. There you go. Enough, enough stalling. Um, sorry, folks. Um, we this is this is you gotta understand, this is our time to catch up. So, you know, you're you're gonna get some of this. Um, which actually I guess leads uh, leads me to the first thing, which is we have a special announcement. Um, but we're not going to tell you right now. We're going to make you wait till the end of the episode. Um, but it's a, we think it's a pretty cool thing. We hope you think it's a pretty cool thing and, um, stick around for, um, after we're done talking about our subject today by massive demand, by some demand, by at least one guy who reached out via DM. I don't know. One of those things we're going to talk about Chris Paul today. So 
We were planning of, on ending our um, cap or no cap series with with Dame last week. And then Chris Paul uh, went and, uh, well, he made the finals, won the first two games of the finals. For all I know, we could be talking about he won uh, game three of the finals. Um, but again, we're recording this before that game has taken place. In any case, um, Chris Paul is really good. Um, and he's probably going to win finals MVP. And um, he's been connected to the Knicks for going back a decade. And he has a chance to become a free agent this summer. So we thought, you know what, let's add a, let's tack on a bonus cap or no cap in which we at least kick the tires, right? We're just going to kick the tires on the point guard. Um, Jeremy, did I set everything up okay before you, you want to add anything there? No, I think uh, you set it up perfectly. And uh, I think I'm just going to get started. The Oh, wait, let me prepare myself for whatever this first sure. screen is going to be. All right. Well, again, uh, John. You know, you were sort of talking about it. Uh, the point guard everyone's been waiting for. Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> uh, number one option by far. The Knicks cannot afford to give him five years, unfortunately. They can only give him the four-year max, which it's going to be, you know, it's. I don't know how you build a team around that afterwards, but that's what you could get if you're Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, joking aside, I, I actually don't hate Spencer Dinwiddie on the right terms. Granted, that's probably a one-year deal, which he's not going to take. So it's five for matter. five for what did he request? Well, or he what, didn't no, really sorry. request it. What, he he said that you know the the Nets can offer him something like five one ninety six, and that's then he, right. You know, he's like, and and I'm not probably, saying that they're going to offer me that. And then he, would, he went but on he and said, said, I I would right probably I will probably be back with the Nets if they offer that. Right. But then right away he says like, oh, but you know, if it's like five for 125 million, which is like, oh, yeah, that's that's so much more reasonable than what you just said, Spencer. That So anyways, again, I think Dinwiddie is a much better passer than he was able to show in Atkinson's system. Uh, unfortunately, he's not a great shooter, but he drives a ton. Um, again, like I, I think people, Knicks fans, a lot of them don't like him because of how corny he is. Uh, but this is a talented enough player where like, I wouldn't be upset for again, the right contract, but I don't think that's going to overlap. Um, so I, I don't mind, I don't mind Dinwiddie as much, but, um, no, we're not going to spend this episode talking about, no, we're Dinwiddie. instead going to spend the episode talking about, uh, well, if my computer decides to cooperate with me <laughs> next, uh, you know, the, the, well, no, the man, the man of the hour, Colin Sexton. So Colin Sexton has been in the news recently. <laughs> And basically, I mean, <laughs> this is terrible. It's the sort of thing where, look, I, you've talked about Sexton. We've talked about Sexton. My, my thing with him is if he were so good that I don't think he would be on the move with Cleveland. I, I don't really think the philosophy of just like, hey, because they have Garland, Sexton is now um, totally available, holds a ton of water. I think it's true, but I don't think it's like the pressing point. And there's a reason he's available. I think he he strikes me as a player who there's certainly potential there. I think he has not benefited from the fact that the Cavs have been crap for a number of years since he's been on the team, all three. So I get it. I'm willing to give him a chance, but I think that, you know, you're not going to necessarily look at him as a primary option. You're going to want bigs who can play make. You're going to want wings who can play make and fit him around. It's a lot of responsibility it's one thing to trade for him. It's another thing to trade for him and, and then, then have him. to give him this pay, this payout. So, um, can we just say if know. a team is willing to trade away a 22 year old player averaging 24 points a game and I think six assists or no, sorry, not six assists, four assists. And he's like 40% from three that should send up massive red f- flares, like 
from yeah. from the organization. Um, it doesn't matter what they what they want for him if they're like willing to get rid of that guy. But right. you know what? I'm, I'm ha- all joking aside. I'm happy you opened up with like Dinwiddie and Sex, and I don't know if there's one more coming. Um, but like it it speaks to why like when these are the alternative like splashy options, it speaks to why people are like. Well, maybe we should look into the 35-year-old who just led his team to the finals. Anyway, keep keep going. Yeah. So, uh, jokes aside, we now have Chris We're Paul. We're now with Chris Paul. Okay. Um, a lot of Chris Paul going on here. A lot of conversation. And I think the big thing with Chris Paul is, I mean, he's staying, right? Well, probably. But then again, there are reasons for why he would exit. Uh, number one. Obviously, it's, this has to be the number one reason is the Leon Rose connection. Leon Rose, his former agent, uh, they're very close. Leon Rose obviously wanted to trade for Chris Paul. Paul preferred to go to Phoenix. That's closer to his family in L.A. Uh, judging by the fact that as we record this, they are two games away from Paul's first NBA championship. And by the time you hear this, they could even be one away. Uh, that speaks volumes for why it was the right decision. Uh This is not the most important thing, but I think this is an interesting factor to it, which is the Matt Barnes rumor. So maybe a few months ago, give or take, Matt Barnes said that Chris Paul is very interested in New York, but, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's the New York experience that he wants or wanted. And he wouldn't have gotten that in New York this season because of the fact that COVID reduced crowd capacity to what, 2000 fans or so for the vast majority of the year. So now we've seen fans come back into the stadiums and, and, and the arenas, and that could create something different for someone like Chris Paul. And a reason for that as well is potentially if he wins a title, there's really no risk for him to leave. Like before, it's the pressure of is Chris Paul going to win a title? And if he didn't, it'd be is Chris Paul going to win a title for the first time? And is he going to bring the Knicks back to their glory days for the first time in almost 50 years? That doesn't really happen here. Now it's like, hey, Chris Paul won the rest. Like if he goes to New York, it's gravy. Like he then has basically solidified himself as an even higher point guard on the depth charts of, of you know, the laurels of history. If you want to go there, it's all gravy. And by the way, it's not like he won the championship and uh, with the franchise he's been with for so long and he should ride off into the sunset. He's already been with whatever, four or five teams. Um, so it's like going to one more. It's like whatever. All right. And I guess an added bonus is you could say the NBPA is in New York, the Players Association. Yep. I think that in a world that has become increasingly more technologically savvy, uh, remote access, I don't think that really matters, but it's maybe well, something to keep in mind in, in case it's of interest. Um, if a front office job or, or whatever it is down the line is something he wants. Uh, but I think the the driving factor here, and we'll talk about this, is the whole conversation of the son's owner. Robert Sarver. Uh, Sarver has been known to be, shall we say, cheap, frugal, whatever adjective that you want to use. He's a cheap fuck. That is certainly one way of putting it. Yes. That's the way I would put it. Right. So I guess the the big thing here with Sarver is I just want to take a look at the the son's upcoming payroll. So when when the son's traded for Chris Paul. I can't wait to do this, by the way. I think I know. Right. I, I think that the the philosophy was okay this is a, a a hall of fame point guard that we can get for very little that we're trading out it was ricky rubio kelly Oubre, a first round pick and pretty, you know some well rotation players right a well protected well 2022 first so for them it's probably like 
we deal with it for two years. It's not even deal with it. It's we make no, it, an upgrade for two years. It was we'll stomach the second year of the contract, even if it ages poorly. What what odds would you have given? We're I'm maybe getting ahead of us. What odds would you have given a year when whatever when the trade happened that Chris Paul would have opted out of this deal? Very low. And when you look at the fact that right here on this payroll. The Suns have $125 million committed in uh, 2021-2022 with Chris Paul opting in. And then he's a free agent the next year. The same year where DeAndre Ayton is up for what will likely be a max extension. Mikhail Bridges is going to make probably over $20 million. Can we throw around some numbers here real quick? Uh, Sure. Okay. So you have it as Paul opting in on this sheet. Obviously, the whole reason we're having this conversation is because he could opt out. Yes, this is uh, for context, basketball references, uh, sheet, assuming he opts in. So let's just say, let's put Paul aside for a second. Booker in 22-23 is due $33.7 million. If you're you're not watching the YouTube, I'll, I'll read it off for you. DeAndre Ayton is going to sign a max extension. It's not, he was the number one pick in the draft. He's about to win an NBA title. He is, he just put up, what did he put up in his first, the first finals game? Put up 19, 21 and 19? Yeah. 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 Um, efficient up, uh, up the wazoo in the playoffs. So his rookie max, um, and if he, well, shit, he could make it all be team next year. So, but, but uh, what does it start at 26? It's higher. He, I mean, by the time 2022 rolls around, it's probably going to be close to 30, close to $30 million. Great. So now we have his 30 on top of Booker's 33.7. So now we're at 98 million, most likely. So we're put so oh, uh, but we're we're putting aside Paul for the moment, right? Correct. Just okay. from just Booker. from the other salaries, Crowder, Sarich, um, and uh, Jalen Smith, Cameron Johnson, Javon Carter, um, Macal. I'm saying, I'm saying four for one twenty five, five for one twenty five. Excuse me, five for one twenty five. So the Spencer Dinwiddie classic. The Spencer Dinwiddie classic. Yes. Maybe I'm a little high. What do you think? Five for one twenty. I mean, I could see the Suns being like, for, hey. He'll ask for a fucking max. He's going to yeah, ask I mean, for a I'm max. I'm sure. He's, he's not going to get it. But the whole point is I could see him saying, you could either lock me up for right now, or I could go onto the open market and test it out. Because and someone's going to, yeah, if poison someone like pill Otto him in day one. Yep. Yeah, if someone like Otto Porter and could get the And that was years ago. Otto Porter got $25,000 a year, and Mikal is blowing him out of the water guy exactly. said 20 20 whatever and finally okay so now let's let's put it at i'll be conservative let's put it at 22 so 22 on top of what'd you say 94 so 98. that would what's that 98 98 on oh so okay so, so then we're already at 120 million dollars for- and that is without talking about the chris paul extension correct and okay and not even chris paul Cameron Payne is up for an extension this, this <laughs> offseason. So if you're Cameron Payne and and the uh, the Suns have early bird rights, so they can offer similar to what Reggie Jackson can get, which is like $11, 12000000 million in that neighborhood. Maybe his more, maybe might, might have priced himself out of that market, potentially. Potentially. He's, but, he's still young. Yes. Yes, he is. But even still, you add that. We already just talked about $120 million for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys. We're now adding, say, $13 million based on how the contract likely would go. It's 133 for nine players. Uh, you're going to want to have continued depth that you're going to add over time. And then you're going to get to Chris Paul. And that's the thing. 
when we talk about Chris Paul, it's not about next season because next season the Suns could afford him comfortably, as you can see, without going into fun. the tax. Correct. It's the year after and the year after that. And then, hey, the year after that, Devin Booker's a free agent. And if you want to re-sign him, he's going to have a big max contract. So there are a lot of numbers here. And that's the problem for Sarver. So let's just spell this out, because for anybody who doesn't know, and Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong, the NBA, the big thing that owners uh, uh, from everything you read want to avoid is the repeater tax. So that means if you are a team that goes into the tax more than one, basically two years in a row. And then if you go in, they, nobody wants to go in at two years in a row. I Some teams have, right? I think what? It's two years in a row and it's three out of four years. And okay. Um, so with this, if they, and again, they could sign Paul for up to four years, right? They could. So the Knicks could only sign him for up to, for up to three. three because of his age. So if they sign Paul for up to four years and you talk about the extensions for Aiton and you talk about the extension for McCall um, and you talk about Booker and the presuming, so forget two years in a row. If you want to keep this team together, you're going, it's just, He's going to be paying tax money out the, out the, you know, you know what? Yeah, it's going to be 2023 and 2023, 24 that are going to be really expensive. And it's very easy for Sarver to say to the fan base, look, I just brought in Chris Paul. We won a title again, assuming they win two of the next five games. Um, we like, what more do you want? And then say, well, we want Chris Paul. It's like, I'm sorry that I'm not paying out the ass for Chris Paul in his later thirties when I just brought you a title. And it's that philosophy of as well. Like you want this young core to thrive. Well, Hey, we've got Devin Booker, Deandre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges all under contract. We have to pay Cam Johnson later. And guess what? Even with all that, we're still paying Cameron Payne. So it's very easy to see him basically just say, no, no, I no, no, no. about Cam Johnson's extension. That's good. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know right. And, and so then it's kind of this <laughs> yeah. thing again, where it goes back to, I'm sure the Suns thought we'll get Chris Paul for two years. And then after that, he either walks or we re-sign him to a much lower deal because yeah. he'll be 37 years old. And how many teams are giving a big contract to this 37-year-old Chris Paul? Yeah. And and now it's like, oh, well, we're talking about 36-year-old Chris Paul, which is still different. And we're talking about him coming off of, again, this Maybe incredible a run. MVP. And how do you compete with that? So with Can I that ask you said, a philosophical question before we go to the next slide? Sure. We've all watched Chris Paul. Three of us have watched Chris Paul for a long time. We have, a, I think, a good sense of his personality. Do you, my, this is my theory. I think if, if Sarver tries to, I don't want to say if Sarver, Sarver tries to negotiate at all, but if Sarver really tries to come in and be like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll we're not, we, we can't do the fourth year guaranteed. We could give you three. And we'll do three for 90 and then we'll small. Like if Chris Paul hears something that's way off from the max, do you think that would piss him off to the point being a prideful guy where he would just be like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go get paid elsewhere. Do you, I? Because I think that's in the cards. My guess is that if the Suns lowball him to begin with, he just looks at that as you know, kind of spitting in the face, spitting in his face. Exactly. Like, exactly. Look what I just did for you. Look yeah. what we did together. And I could understand not offering a fourth year because it's the only team that can do that. I think if they offered the fourth year, that's hard to turn down. But if it's three years and we're talking about how other teams 
could beat that offer. What is what message is that saying? But I, I think it's a great lead in because now we can talk about the Chris Paul contract. So his max contract is not a 35% max. So just to um, you know, kind of reference this, when you're a 10 plus year veteran, you get a 35% max contract. That's what you're eligible for. But there's this funny kind of loophole in the CBA where if you are making money that's more than the max contract, you can actually get 105% of your previous salary. So this year, Chris Paul was making $41.3 million. He doesn't have to take less because the 10 plus year max is like, you know, projected to be 39.3. So instead, any team can offer him $43,426,754. But again, the two things, number one, the Suns can still offer four years and they're the only team that can offer 8% versus 5% raises. So those are things to at least consider. And again, this isn't me saying like he's going to get that max. It's just that's what he's eligible to receive. But but we should also touch on the fact that for anybody out there who's like, well, money may not be important to Chris Paul. Um, again, correct me for a moment, Jeremy. Um, hasn't Chris Paul made more money than any NBA player in, in history in terms of contracts or is maybe one or two guys ahead of him? He's up there, right? He's definitely up there. I'm I'm not sure who's made more if it, you know who that might have been, but he's up there. I think it's, again, a pride thing as well. And this also goes to the Derrick Rose conversation as a very quick side note. You know, Derrick Rose is eligible to earn, I think, around $13.4 million this year from the Knicks if they keep his rights. And this idea of it's like, oh, well, D Rose has made plenty of money before. He's got Adidas money. It's a thing of pride. These players want to say like, hey, in my 30s, I'm worth this. I'm really good. I'm not taking a pay cut unless it's, you know, maybe a different situation. I want to make the money that makes me look good. And I want to set myself up for more success as well. So if it's less than ideal, then sure, it's just business. But also it's like, again, how valued are you? Yeah, he's um, this year he he crossed the um, three hundred million dollar threshold. So he has a chance to, with this contract, cross the four hundred million dollar threshold, um, which that would be that's 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 not nothing. That's incredible. Just yeah. incredible. Um, yeah. So, again, how much will Paul earn? It's really tough to say. I feel like there was one report on him earning three years, $100 million. Uh, and that was uh, from a Bleacher Report uh, article. And again, I'm not saying that's wrong. It just it feels like from what I've seen, it's just kind of compounded from there. And it's it's blossomed like Berman talked about it and said multiple reports. And I don't know if that's multiple reports in general, or if that's one report basing it off of the bleacher report report. So I don't think we really know. It's just, there have been very few instances where a player over the age of 35 has earned more than $20 million per year on a multiple year contract. It is, uh, I I believe Kobe, which is hold on. Which I mean, yeah, separate con- that was a separate conversation. Right. That that team that was not that was insane at the time. Everybody knew it was insane, and that was a gift to a guy who had dedicated his entire career to that franchise. So Correct. I don't even count that. Keep going. Uh, the next one is similar. It is going to be Dirk. Yes, and that In was the sense a, of a, that one was a man, going away present. Yeah, right. One man 
same team um, for his entire career. And the third is LeBron. LeBron. Which the contract is on right now. And he's, by the way, he's the guy that I'm pretty sure he's the only one that has more career earnings than Chris Paul. He's at um, 350 right now. Yeah. And here's the other thing to consider as well. Um, The 20 million threshold obviously changes a bit because the cap goes up. So it's not like you have to hold it to that bar and say, well, you know, like Kyle Lowry, if he gets that, it's not like he's crossing this incredible threshold. It's just the amount changes because the the numbers change and, and whatnot. So let me just make sure I have this correct. Phoenix can offer him four years starting at what was the number? 40. 44, uh, 43 million dollars, 43. So technically with 8% raises. So yeah. technically the Suns can offer him a four year contract that gets pretty close to $200 million. They could at max. Yeah. Okay. And the Knicks, if they wanted to, can offer him a three year contract, which would exceed $130 million. Correct. Okay. I just want to make three years. Uh, no, three it'd years. be more. It'd be more than that. Because if it's 45 million, it, it, it'd probably be closer to 140. But I mean, okay. I'm nitpicking there. So yes, you're, no, that, so you're it's, pretty okay. close. I'm just, I'm just making, so, so again, if Sarver comes at him with like, we're not going more than three fully guaranteed years and we're not crossing a hundred million dollars for those three years, the Knicks could pretty comfortably beat that by 20 million total and and not even be up all the way where they could be. I'm saying, again, I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying they should. I'm just they have, they have the capability of doing they that. have the capability to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So again, if I mean if we're going back to this and we re- reevaluate when you consider all of that, it's just it's too much money. As as for those listening, I have gone back to the payroll that the Suns have, and it's exorbitant. And I can understand why Sarver wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, so at least moving on, I mean, you have concerns, right? I'm sure there are people who are very apprehensive about Chris Paul. And I'd be lying if I said <laughs> that a part of me wasn't somewhat concerned. I was concerned last year, except, I mean, basically that whole mock trade, the idea of where it's like, oh, you have what uh, Bobby Portis and Alfred Payton and Frank and Knox and a first oh, round pick. Yeah, that was fun. I, it was fun. Right. And also it was never going to happen because that like the Thunder would have just preferred to not have to pick up Bobby Portis's $15 million option, for example. But who would. Hey, listen, right. that's NBA. <laughs> that's NBA finalist. Right. Bobby Portis to you, sir. Fair enough. Uh, ex- or all, all OK. Uh, they didn't want to pick up Alfred Payton's contract. Uh, first round exit. That's Alfred NBA, Payton that's to NBA, you, sir. That's NBA player Alfred Payton. Yeah. <laughs> Again, for that the is <laughs> player in the NBA, Alfred Payton. Um, so you know, I mean, Ugh. that wasn't going to work. But I get it. Your window now becomes now, right? Yeah. Um, and the big thing with Chris Paul though is you're not just going to bring in Chris Paul because that was the whole problem last time, right? It was like, well, Randall, people, including myself, wanted to throw him off. New York off the island. RJ Barrett was entering his second year. There was a lot of concern. The timelines didn't match up. Now it's slightly different. Julius Randle just was on an all NBA team, finished eighth in MVP voting. Uh, RJ Barrett looks far better than he did, at least certainly during the Fizdalian time of his first season. Fizdalian. So I like you're that. seeing improvements, but you need more. Uh, you need to do more. There's then the concern of super teams, right? 
if you have all these great teams around you, do you really want to go toe to toe? And I get it. But at the same time, there's always going to be a super team emerging. And I think that you could easily look at, say, 2024 and think, oh, it's wide open. Let's contend then. And you could do that. But we also, you know, we just saw the Nets, a team that, again, I think would have won the championship if not for the fact that they were injured. I agree. They got injured. And the Bucs capitalized. And now the Bucs are in the finals. So things can happen. You can't just say like, well, let's not even try. It's yeah. it just you shouldn't necessarily do that. Um, Chris Paul's 36. I think that's a huge factor. But then the other thing is, well, even if you're paying Chris Paul a lot, what what is the worst part? Like if he if, assuming he stays healthy because he's been pretty healthy since switching his diet. Yeah, you're paying a lot. I, I get that. But what is he at his lowest point? He's still a fantastic floor general. He's still going to be active on defense. He's still going to help inflate the players around you. So around him rather. So at what point, you know, do you still get a high performance player that you're able to do something? Uh, And then lastly, Chris Paul is an asshole, but (laughs) he'd be our asshole. We'd love, we love assholes here in New York, that type of player. Right. So we love our um, assholes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. 
Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Those are the concerns that I think come to mind. John, what are your thoughts? I have a few thoughts. I think um, I think Chris Paul is is he's look he's the best pure point guard um that i've ever seen i mean i'm i'm a little older than you folks um i do remember john stockton john stockton was always like my platonic ideal of a point guard just because i was a big uh basketball card guy um when growing up and if you flipped over the other side of the basketball card there were a lot of bold numbers on john stockton's card in the assist column and also the steals column still i think he's still the career leader in, in steals if I'm not mistaken um so I was like well that's that's my guy um until but it's like watching Chris Paul it's just it's it's something different um he's amazing that said <laughs> you knew there was a but if the Knicks actually went ahead and gave Chris Paul what it would take to get him and I'm I'm convinced it would be the reason I pitched it before is I think they would have to do something like crazy because I, I know you were trying to put a positive spin on it but one thing you didn't mention is that i guess um he it, this is closer to his kids right phoenix uh yes yes so you know phoenix to la is like i don't know exactly what it is but it's 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 a hell of a lot easier to do than new york to, to la um well i think money matters a lot to chris paul and pride matters a lot to chris paul and um, potentially becoming for the moment, at least, you know, because LeBron is, I like, look, I, I think Chris Paul, if he signed a certain contract, would be able to say for, for a, a hot minute that I have the most guaranteed money in NBA history ahead of his buddy LeBron. I think that would matter. I'm not sure. And I'm coming at this from the perspective of a 38 year old man who has two kids. I'm not sure it matters to him as much as, um, the being, close to his family at this point in his life. So I think you'd need to go to the crazy money area, which makes me, which brings me to my conclusion, which is that for all people's fears about what the Knicks might do with Dame Lillard, giving up first round picks and RJ Barrett and like signing like Lonzo ball to whatever, four for hundred. This feels like the Nixie move. And I say that with uh, all, again, all due respect to the guy who's probably going to win the finals MVP award. But to give a guy who's this age and plays this position, who, again, a couple times in this playoffs, we weren't sure when he was going to get back on the court. To give him this kind of money when you don't really need to. And I, I respect everything you just said a minute ago, Jeremy. I do in terms of like. You know, this could be their shot and this could merely, I just, it's, I don't see it becoming, I don't see them becoming a championship team if they sign Chris Paul, um, absent some other move that I'm, I'm not foreseeing. And again, you're limited and maybe we'll talk about this. You're limited with what other moves you can make because of the money you have to, you're going to have to commit to Chris Paul. I just, man, it wasn't that long ago that the Rockets attached all kinds of stuff to dump Chris Paul. And I understand that move looks Terrible in retrospect. It looks like the it, that trade may go down as the worst trade of the century. Worse than the Celtics Nets trade. But at the time, people were like, uh, I could see it. I get it. Right. I get it. it. You see where I'm coming from? Of course I do. Um, 
And I think that's that's the key thing is that, again, you're basically paying for past performance. You're you hoping that he plays up to this level and that there's not a steep drop off. And again, that's why I was talking about the where like what's the worst part. And I think an even worse part than, oh, well, he's a very good player who's just paid a lot of money, but not an elite player anymore is, oh, he's a very good player who can't see the court because mileage and age and injuries are catching up with him. And that's what you have to be careful of. But the big thing with Chris Paul is it has to fit with what he wants. It's an, it's this Nixie move you're talking about unless you build around him properly. And again, it's like, well, how are we building around a 36 year old player? And well, I think you have to basically then say we're going in on a star right now. We are we are doing something where we're adding Chris Paul in free agency yep. and we're adding another star via trade right next to him because we are capitalizing on the time he has left. Oh, my God. And that's I'm where afraid. we go. I'm afraid of what's going to happen so, now. So basically, there are going to be three scenarios here because, again, I felt like it doesn't make sense to talk about Chris Paul from the Knicks standpoint uh-huh. unless you're incorporating someone else. Okay. Um, Otherwise, you know, it's, but then what comes to the territory of that is, okay, great. We're incorporating these other players, but now Chris Paul is going to have to earn less because in order to fit other players, he's not going to, you know, the Knicks aren't going to be able to offer him 40 plus million dollars and offer or, and trade for another star based on how the money would work. It's too tough. So, I mean, the first is again, Kawhi. (laughs) And and I I want, I I just want to make this clear, like for these three players that I talk about, all of it seems again from the outside looking in unrealistic. Yeah. But it's like, it's either CP three and another player or it's not CP three at all. Can I? Yes. There's a, for anybody not watching on YouTube, uh, there's a salary cap table here that has Kawhi Leonard's salary, which would be his max, obviously if they saw him, Um, there's a blank for Chris Paul. So what is the blank? The blank for Chris Paul is because, we haven't been able to add it yet because this is like the step one of the two step process. Okay. So this would basically be that the Knicks would sign Kawhi. They'd renounce all of their cap holds and okay. then they'd get Chris Paul in a sign and trade. Okay. And, and how much would he be making? Well, so we'll get there in a moment, but okay. um, and, I mean, the reason the cap space is red as opposed to green is, I mean, again, you're using Chris Paul and you're sending out salaries, the salaries that you would use out, you would trade out here are say Obi Top and Kevin Knox. Now, well, if you I'm want assuming to, Obi would go in the Chris Paul sign and trade. <laughs> well, yes, it's yeah. it's because you're, you're signing Kawhi at a cap space, and yeah. then you're using the leftover money to then get Chris Paul. Okay. Um, and Julius Randle's still here in this scenario, and RJ Barrett's still here in this scenario. How about exactly? That? And now you know, I mean, if the Suns feel like they want first round picks out of this, fine, they can. You know, like I, I, I'd rather not. Again, because you're still giving them the eighth pick that was taken last year. You're giving them expiring yeah. salary. Yeah. Sure. If you want to toss in a future first, by all means, maybe have it be the 2023 first for Dallas or New York. And then the Suns are essentially at pick equilibrium uh, at 2000 and, you know, from 2022 onward. Okay. So, but if you're doing this plan and you're just sending out those two players, then essentially you're giving Chris Paul $30 million in his first year. And then it would be 31.5 the year after and 33 the year after that. So essentially you're saying I'm giving, if you're the Knicks, you're giving Chris Paul 
$94.5 million over three years. I that's, that's still a pretty good contract. It's a lot of money. I don't personally, I would be surprised if I would be surprised if he signed for that number. But again, John, any conversation that we have in terms of pairing him with a star that has to be the range. Like he could get $35 million. It also means that he's signing up to not get a star this year. And then he's wasting a a year of his career. And and who knows how much time he has left where he's going to be this great player. I wonder just again, we're just, we're all friends, right? Safe, safe place. Depends what you're saying, but go on. Safe place. I wonder, I just fucking wonder if, if the Knicks, I can't even say this with a straight face. If the Knicks had Chris Paul on the, uh, it's like, did people still do three-way calls? Can you still do a three-way call on like a house sure. phone? Okay, an yeah. office phone, whatever. Got, okay, Chris Paul's on the line. Yeah, I'm I'm in if you could get Kawhi and I'll sign for that number. Okay, hang on. Leon presses hold. Hopefully it doesn't hang up. Ring, ring, ring. Who's who represent Uncle Dennis? Uncle Dennis, right? Uncle Dennis, I'm sure, is the the money man. Hey, Uncle Dennis. CP3's in. If you're in. Do you think Kawhi's like I can play in New York with Julius Randle and Chris Paul? As opposed to playing fucking here with with Paul George, who's had a very good postseason. I just I wonder what what Kawhi Leonard would what his reaction would be. That's all. I just wonder. And again, if you're the Knicks, you're still keeping key components because I mean, yes, you do need the Suns to play ball with you, right? Because you yes. need to sign and trade for Chris Paul. But is it going to be that extreme where it's like we have to gut the roster for no. you know some other star that's on the market? I certainly don't think so. So, and I think the Suns would be comfortable doing it because they still have a great team on their hands and they can figure something out. Maybe, you know, instead of, not instead of, but maybe in addition to, right? Let's say the Knicks drafted Sharif Cooper 19th overall and the Suns look at it and say, hey, we need a point guard suddenly. Sure, we'll take Sharif Cooper. That sounds great. Then you don't have to, you know, give us a future first. That, that sort of yeah. thought process. So yeah, no, it's sure. Okay, so th- this is this is the Kawhi train. Okay, um, the next one would be for someone like Bradley. I knew Beal. it was going to be him. It's a, it always comes back to Bradley Beal. It always comes Bradley back to Beal's Bradley Beal. Has become the patron saint of the Knicks film school. We just throw him in. You know, yeah, yeah. It's fine. And I'd I'd like to give a special shout out to Bradley Beal for. Uh, scoring two points against Nigeria and lowering his trade value to the Knicks. So thank you, Brad. Appreciate that. Um, In this context, basically the Knicks would sign Chris Paul. Uh, They would renounce all of their capital except for Derek Rose's. Mm -hmm. uh, Again, again, keeping Randall, keeping uh, RJ and, you know, keeping Mitch, at least you hope so. And then trading quickly, top and Knox, the 19th pick, you know, 2022, 2023, 2024 first rounders. (laughs) Basically, the whole mindset here is we'd like to keep the best players that we have. So if we have to part with the younger guys um, or some of them and even more picks than I just listed, it's worth it because you're just getting Bradley Beal. You're getting Chris and you're getting Chris Paul and you still have Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson. But again, like if you have to pay more for future assets, 
that's okay because you're you're going in on the now. Uh, and, and just a side note, and John, because I know you're going to absolutely love this, but can't you see a world where the Knicks trade Obi Toppin and then get Carmelo Anthony to fill his spot as a backup oh, for, and yes. then you have Chris Paul and Carmelo and Carmelo's last year in the league and he gets to ride out in the sunset. Hopefully he wins a title. Like, can't you just see this idea formulating with Chris Paul and he's like, oh yeah, I get to, I get to play with my buddy and get to New York and make money. Is Dwayne Wade precluded from being the owner of the jazz and playing basketball at the same time? I think he is. And I think LeBron is as well since he's under contract. Since he's under contract with another team. There's that, there's that, there's no loophole there that allows it. Like I know in soccer, sometimes you could rent a player out. Could we rent LeBron and maybe Gabrielle Union could coach the team um, alongside Tibbs next year? Um, I think that would be just f- fabulous. <laughs> I just really am looking forward to all of the three to the dome as Andrew just um, mimed. Yeah. <clears throat> now, uh, I yes. do think it is worth mentioning as well. Uh, and this kind of fits what you're saying in terms of, well, let's say Chris Paul wanted more than the a very exact amount I have here of twenty nine million five hundred seventy. Yeah, exactly. Twenty nine point five. If the Knicks renounced Derrick Rose's cap hold for almost $10 million, you could basically say, hey, Chris Paul, uh, we're going to give you close to like $37 million. And the thought of that probably makes you gag a little bit because that is an absurd amount. Well, hold on, though. I'm paying Chris Paul $37 million to come play alongside Bradley Beal, Julius Randle, and R.J. Barrett. Exactly. That's that is the key factor. Well, that's interesting. Right. I kept Rose here just to show how you could make it work if you kept Paul in that same salary range of, say, 28 to 30 million dollars that first year. But now, I mean, you're looking at a very different situation. You're looking at someone who could actually make more than Phoenix is offering and still come to a place like New York and still play with great talent in an even easier conference. So it gets it gets. Far more fascinating at that point. Can this team win a championship? Let's uh, real quick. So Chris Paul, Bradley Beal, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson as your starting five. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I'm looking for you, some. You th- are keeping Vildoza for whatever. I'm it's keeping worth. Vildoza. You're I'm keeping, keeping the 21st pick. I'm keeping Emmanuel quickly. No, uh, no, you are not. Why am I not I mean, keeping him? I mean, the quickly? Wizards have to get something of value. And I'm sure Wizards fans, if they ever came across this, would say, again, Jeremy, well, if Bradley well, Beal is worth so much more than you're giving him. And, and maybe he is, for sure. But it's one year's worth of salary that that he has. It's a rental. You're not going to see Bradley Beal get the haul that someone, you know, like another star might get who has it, multiple years on his contract. If we what we're. It's not enough that we're sending them 19 and 21 and the 22, 24 and 26 first rounders unprotected. I left out 21. But again, yes, I agree. It's it's your two first round picks from the 2020 draft. Five first round picks for a guy who can he can walk. He can walk in a year. Exactly. That's that's what you hope. At least the selling point is. And if he's out the door and if you're Washington and it's like, okay, well, what are we going to get that's more than this? Again, I think you could talk about the Warriors angle. I don't think the Warriors want or need Bradley Beal. They, like, scoring isn't really I mean, he only scored two points against Nigeria. What good is he? He's exactly. I know. He's a scrub. But the point being here where it's like they don't necessarily need that. They could use someone else that's not Bradley Beal who maybe shores up their, you know, their front court a bit more as opposed to getting a, a great scoring guard. So. Mm-hmm. 
You'd have Taj back on vet minimum. You would take Taj back. That's you would big. even have the 32nd pick that you That's could go big. over the salary cap to, to sign. So a lot of angles that you could get there. Um, and then when you look at everything involved, I mean, again, the Knicks are just going to be paying a ridiculous amount uh, moving forward. It doesn't matter because we're talking about someone who's able to make a lot of money in in Chris Paul and Bradley Beal as well. And then before we know it, RJ is going to get his extension. And Julius Randle, of course, is extension eligible in 2022. So as long as you're the Knicks and you're comfortable paying for these four players, that's key. And I think the, the one thing, and I'll turn it back over to you, is in my heart, those four players, Bradley Beal, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, and RJ Barrett, for the next three years, I don't think any of them will... Okay, I shouldn't say will. I, I don't believe that of those four, they're gonna like there's gonna be an alpha of them. I think that you have incredible number twos and number threes who can, you know, play great basketball. But I think by playing with one another, they can elevate each other. Like again with Bradley Beal, I don't see him as a top 10 player. I, I don't see him either as a top 10. But player. if the Chris Paul effect is with Bradley Beal and you've got of Julius Randle also on the court and you got RJ Barrett, even if he's just spotting up taking catch and shoot threes from the corner and and able to pull up even more. Like you're able to do so much more than what you could have beforehand. And, and it just emphasizes their strengths even more. I think this finals if nothing else as re re revealed, because I feel like this group gets revealed every year. I think it, 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 the Lakers could say this a year ago, the Raptors could say this, Two years ago, um, maybe not so much the Warriors because the Warriors were just so good at the top. It didn't the the bottom didn't matter. But it's it's as if you're if you're if you don't have two top ten guys or a, a top two guy and like a top fifteen guy, you need to have no weak spots. The Suns this year have no weak spots. None. Zero. They don't ever put it. Now, maybe that'll be, again, I feel weird talking about this before they play game three and uh, Tory Craig just went out with an injury. So it thins them out a little bit. But like that's been their thing up until this point. They've had no weak spots. But again, can the Knicks get, you know, a minimum guy in there? Can they keep Emmanuel quickly? Does Vildoza turn into something? These are like the nitty gritty questions that could make the difference between this fantasy team winning a championship and and not. Um, I'd still I'd still sign up for this i'd sign you have to i mean if you're saying like hey i can get three top 20 ish players let's you know assuming that even if randall isn't what he was last year like you're still signing up for i think you guys just made the all-star team and rj barrett as he's in his third year i'm here for Uh, rj barrett top 20 player at some point uh, me too. Uh, hopefully it's through the duration of this contract. And even if it's not in year three, RJ, maybe it's year four, RJ. When you've got Bradley Beal, I think he won't even be 30 years old. Julius Randle will be like, what, 28 years old. Uh, again, like you can figure out ways to to pick up the slack in one way or another and build a deeper team around those players. What I like about this is if... If if the unthinkable happens and Chris Paul like goes down with like a, a bad injury, misses part of a season, misses all of a season, whatever, this is kind of like the Kawhi Paul George thing where you're you're trading Shea Gilders Alexander and all of your first round picks, not really just for Paul George. You're trading them for to get Paul George and Kawhi. So like whatever money you've given Chris Paul, whatever you know, y- you got the second guy out of it. So I'm, I I co-sign with Kawhi, co-sign with Bradley Beal. Who's your who's number three? 
Number three, uh, familiar name. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Damian Lillard. <laughs> so I had to do it. I just had to. fucking guys. Um, so, yeah, it would be signing Chris Paul, <laughs> renouncing Somewhere all Ian your Somewhere Ian is smiling. Anyway, yeah. continue. Uh, then trading every future first round pick, pick swap, whatever, and then trying to keep RJ and Mitch for Lillard. And again, this then goes back right to the conversation we had last week of, can you even, like, forget about RJ. Are you now keeping RJ and Mitchell Robinson? That seems tough to do. But again, if you are trading Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, the 19th pick, the 21st pick, and then literally every single pick you have in your cupboard, which as we counted them, could basically be six of them, and then the rest being pick swaps. I mean, my God, we're, we're talking about an absurd amount of young players and young picks, which yeah. if we're facing it, that is a better package than what the Nets gave up for James Harden, is it not? It, it is, and I would just respectfully like to say, if you gave me a thousand to one odds on this, <laughs> <laughs> I might. No, if you gave me a thousand, to, I'd put ten bucks down. I'd not more than ten. I would not put not? twenty dollars. I would not pull a twenty on my pocket. Ten, I'll, I'll put ten. Yeah. So again, it's like that's. As you said prior with uh, SGA going to OKC, that is the cost of doing business. Yes. Essentially. Um, I love and it. you're you're hoping to keep your best players. And then this is what it looks like. You've got Dame, Chris Paul, uh, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, and Mitchell Robinson. And, and me and you, because that's just going to be right, And you figure the rest out. Uh, <laughs> it, it reminds me Andrew, of this SNL. <laughs> yeah. We'll all, we'll all join. Uh, it reminds me of this SNL sketch that they had a few years ago when LeBron was on the Cavs and they're talking about the supporting pieces and it's just like random guys that aren't NBA players really, or like yeah. no one's ever heard of that would be the same situation. Great. So um, again, this, the thing that you, pr- you would probably say here is Damian Lillard's a better player. Uh, and you can just figure out the depth from there for the versus the other one, which or the other two, I guess that we laid out, which is like, okay, well you're getting wing talent. Um, you're, 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 you far more depth that's under contract. You don't lose every single pick, basically, or control of it that you have uh, for your cupboard for the next seven years. Like, again, like if we had to look at three scenarios, this is my least favorite. And we're talking about Damian Lillard and Chris Paul. So, yeah, I mean, I just I, two two quick closing thoughts. Um, three quick things. One, can we can we agree that absent the Knicks pairing him with one of these three guys, and I'm, I I can't even think of another name who, like, or I was going to say, or another star, but I don't even know who that would be. Absolutely, you know, pairing him with someone of this ilk, it would be a poor idea for the Knicks to pay Chris Paul $40 million, you know, upwards of $40 million a year. Can we agree on it, that? It would be a horrendous idea. It would be a horrendous I would idea. Hate every part of it. Um, Again, I went on my whole rant before to argue why Chris Paul would not sign with the Knicks for anything other than an absurd overpay. Let's just say I'm completely wrong, and he just wants nothing more than to come play in in Madison Square Garden. Would you sign him for uh, three for 90? Again, not with one of these other guys coming. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. I don't I'm not sure I would either. I would have to think about that for a while. It's not an automatic no, but it's a, it's a, it's a like, eh, and if you're Chris Paul, what is, what is the interest? You've got a good situation in Phoenix. Well, 
you could just do that. Um, okay. So that's, you know, that's okay. one way to kind of look at it. But two other quick things. Um, I think the Beal Chris Paul thing is really interesting. And I can't believe I had not thought about that yet this offseason. That's I want to take a bow, but I'm sitting down um, or I want you to take a bow. Sorry. Oh, you take Thank a you. bow. Yes. There Thank you. Go. you. Um, I actually, for full disclosure, last week when we were talking about, uh, I think it was Dame. And then I was going to transition to the Beal conversation, which I did. And I texted Andrew and was like, should I have this really fun proposal that I think makes a lot of sense? Should I do it? I, I really ha- I'm really happy with it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you could do it if you want. And I was like, ah, maybe I'll save it. And he said, no, I'm really interested now. What is it? And I decided to lay off because I thought it would be a little too much. And I'm glad I did because, um, you know, we have more content. Daddy made you your favorite. So it's great. It works out. The last, Jesus Christ. The last thing before we get, to, I think before we get to our special announcement, unless Jeremy has something else cooked up. Um, uh, <laughs> wait, is there anything else before I. There's, there's one more slide just to bring it all home. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, good. Finish on Paul because I'm going to, my point has to do with someone, someone other than Paul. Great. So again, it's uh, will the Suns rob Payne to pay Paul? I was really upset that um, Sarver's first name or any there, no player on the Suns was named Peter. That would have been a really perfect great, opportunity. Yeah. Um, again, it, it, the decisions in Phoenix's hands. I think that Paul's value. And this is something to keep in mind. Sure, Paul could get three years and a hundred million dollars. But if no team is offering him three years and a hundred million dollars, he's not getting three years and a hundred million dollars. He's getting what, you know, at some point, I mean, he's going to get a lot of money, but there has to be a benchmark. And, and if the Suns and the Knicks say, Hey, Chris, we're not paying you more than $30 million. Then he doesn't really have anywhere else to go. He's not going to sign with OKC. He's not going to sign with the Spurs. So he's looking at a very, you know, kind of different market than maybe the hypothetical of, well, what if he gets 35? What this if he gets is a 40? Two team, this is a two-team thing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's worth it's worth wondering what he gives you when he's 36, 37, and 38 years old. And I think that's that's a very valid concern. And it's one that I certainly subscribe to. Um and that is why, as as we've talked about, uh, again, if these three ideas seem absurd, uh, sure, they they probably are. But again, uh, it's the, the mindset of unless you're doing that, it doesn't make sense for any party involved to then sign Chris Paul to a big deal. It's got to be done right. If you want to build it right, that's how you do it, especially if it's like the, the Beal way, because I think, I mean, ideally Kawhi, sure, because you give up far less by doing that. But um, this idea where last week I talked about with Dame, with the trade, you know, you're on the hot seat if you're the front office because you've traded everything for this window. For the first two scenarios, you haven't done that really. I mean, more so the first and the second, but for really one and two, like if there's a way where you can have a great team now and that team can still add pieces two, three, four, even five years down the road, because yeah. as years pass, you get access to more and more of your picks then that's a different story. So it's got to be super team or it's not. And if it's not, you look at other options and you assess, you know, the trade market moving down the line or you look again at 2022. Um, Okay. I lied. I have two more things. And one, you just spurred with, with this slide. Um, Wouldn't it be interesting if the Knicks, if, if uh, people thought that the Chris Paul was using the Knicks, as a negotiating leverage point to just get more money from the Suns, when in reality, 
the Knicks knew exactly what they were doing, that Chris Paul was always going to go back to the Suns, and they were doing it to make sure the Suns let campaign walk so that the Knicks could sign campaign to a deal that is somewhat reasonable. Um, I think his, I think he's played himself to a market of about $10 million a year. Personally, I think I cannot see Robert Sarver forking over more than $30 million to Paul and another $10 million plus a year to campaign. And um, what other team, assuming Lonzo goes to Chicago, Oh wait, no. Payne already played in Chicago. He's not gonna fucking go back to Chicago. What other team is off, is going to offer campaign a starting job next year? There is no other team. I can think of one. What? Who? Maybe uh, Dallas. Maybe. I depends think on the, what their situation I, is with Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't but. think they're going to have the money because Josh Smith is going to Josh Smith. Fucking, it might as well be Josh Smith. Josh uh, Richardson is going to opt into his player option. And if uh, with Timmy's cap hold or more likely they just sign him to the number that's going to be less than his cap hold, they're just not going to have the money. I mean, potentially, but we've seen it's pretty easy to, if they wanted to dump Josh Richardson's salary to open up more sure. space, they could. If they, they want to yes, let Tim Hardaway, jo- or Tim Hardaway Jr. walk, they could. I but don't think they, I, I personally don't think that they're going to. No, I don't fr- think they yeah. will either. It's just, I could see if they yeah, went okay. that way, you have someone who could at least start around Luca if you wanted to do that. That is yeah, one I, pathway. But, yeah. but yes, the, the moment you started saying like, what if this is a grand scheme, Grant Hill type situation? I thought he's going to go. He's going to go for go campaign, campaign, isn't he? I, Dude, I, um, I agree. I think they're going to go. I think Dallas is going to go to the Rosen, um, uh, which will make every Nick fan happy. Um, Except for you. No, I listen. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, campaign on the Knicks next year is is interesting. I but but that being said, your Beal slide really got me thinking not about Chris Paul and Beal, but like shit, Lowry and Beal is like a real thing that could happen this summer. If 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 the Wizards put like open that door. And who knows what I don't I have no idea what's going on behind the scenes there. Has Beal is he does he need to demand out? Like what like I what does that look? I have no idea, but whatever. Eh, well, That's the only hey, thing I want to say. If only one of us, I don't know, had done something crazy like a PowerPoint or two that had like Lowry and, and Beal or I you know, know. what a wouldn't that be crazy? Be I just anyway. it, it seeing that today for whatever reason made me really reconsider the 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 concept of a, a Lowry Beal pairing here with RJ with Randall. I just think it's you know, it's interesting. That's all. Okay, are we done? We're done. We're done. And now it's time for our special announcement, right? Okay. Um, we'll keep it relatively quick. Um, because we've been talking for a while, thanks to soccer. Um, and it's it's. <laughs> I'm just I'm not gonna let you forget that. Um, so. Nick's Film School is um, official. Well, it shouldn't say official because we've. So I guess a quick, quick mini history lesson. Years ago, when we first started Nick's Film School, um, we went to Patreon and we we had a Patreon and just um, offered it to folks who wanted to give, you know, um, a buck a month to, uh, you know, show their appreciation for us, which we appreciate everybody who has done that. And it will be if you're one of the people listening who did that over the last few years, you're going to be getting an email from us soon. Um, we are going to go from dipping our toe in the Patreon waters to uh, diving full in. Uh, Jeremy, do you prefer a cannonball? 
Yeah, I think it sounds a lot better than a belly flop. Not belly flop. Not belly flop. It's not a belly flop. Is it? But it's, but it's not like a pristine dive. Anyway, we we are getting um, we are going big into uh, Patreon. Um, I, I don't know how else to say that. Um, and the reason we're doing this is because first and foremost, we genuinely, as you could probably tell from listening to us every week, uh, love what we do. Um, we love talking to each other. We love talking basketball. Um, we love the Knicks and we feel like there's a little bit more that we could do. And quite frankly, there are people that reach out to us a lot and they're like, listen, we love you guys. Um, we want to support you and you know, we wish you did even more. So this is kind of our way to, um, do exactly that. Um, so I guess we so Patreon for anybody who doesn't know uh, is a service that you know if you're a content creator like we are um, allows you to share additional content with the people who who may want to consume that um, and there are tiers that you as a consumer can buy into and depending on what tier you buy into you will get a certain amount of content. Shall we go through our tiers, Jeremy? We sure we sh- absolutely should. Um, and there's one other thing that I'd love to add before we oh, do that. The most important thing. We're not the taking anything thing. away. <laughs> Everything that you have been receiving that yeah. we have been providing is staying free. None yeah. of none of Nothing's our changing. Monday pod, our Wednesday pod, and our Friday That's pod. All staying. It's all accessible. This is all bonus content. Bonus and and ways for us to to create more of it as well. So if you like your cupcakes with no icing, you could keep eating your cupcakes with no icing. But if you're an icing guy. I love icing. Um, this is this is my right up your alley. Okay, so let's go through the tiers real quick. Um, so three dollar tier, um, Starberry, um, because I mean, who amongst us wouldn't love to get that tattoo on the side of our heads? Um, this is basically our way, uh, your way to help us keep the lights on here at Nick's Film School. Um, it's $3. You'll be showing your appreciation. This is basically like $3 to thank us for just being so amazing um, and and awesome. Um, and uh, like, that's that's basically that. Um, Jeremy, you want to you talk about the Mellow Tier? Yeah, we can talk about the Mellow Tier. Let's talk about the Mellow Tier. So the Mellow Tier, as, as you might have guessed, is $7. So this is the one that we we feel like is probably the sweet spot for most people. So $7, a lot of money, right? It's the price of like, we talked about this, Andrew. It's a venti something from Starbucks with like two shots of espresso. I think it's more of a a venti uh, frappuccino, I believe Starbucks calls it. Yes. um, With With whipped cream, with like an additional thing. Yeah. Yes. I think the actual total with tax is like six and change. Okay. No disrespect to our friends at Starbucks. We love Starbucks. If you want to send us free stuff, by all means, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, But now we don't have to because we have Patreon. It Um, is the price of a beer at a decent bar. Um, Yes. Okay. So (laughs) so Movie theater popcorn. There. That's the actual thing. No, man. Movie theater popcorn is like $9.50. expensive. I went yesterday. Movie theater popcorn, seven bucks. For I gotta small, go, I gotta go to, yeah, I was about to say that's for not, not <laughs> right, the for, tub. For context, uh, this is cheaper than popcorn. Yeah, there you go. basically the way that we're angling this. Um, Regardless, go ahead, Jeremy, <laughs> explain what you get in the mellow tier. So for the mellow tier, you get everything in the third, in the you know, the starberry tier, which is showing us your appreciation, which we certainly appreciate. Um, and in addition, you will receive, <clears throat> excuse me, one additional KFS podcast per week. Uh, it's a bonus episode. 
It revolves around our thoughts on other teams and storylines around the NBA, which will, of course, interact with how the Knicks play prominently into that. Uh, of course, this is still a Knicks-centric podcast, and uh, we will just have great conversations about all 30 teams. So uh, that RSS feed is going to be solely provided through Patreon, and it'll be available on iTunes or Spotify. So I should add, just real quick, John, I should add... It's not just like the RSS feed. The video for those episodes will also be available on Patreon. Um, it will create like a private YouTube video that only you will have access to. Yeah, so. and I, I, you know, I'm gonna be on obviously all these um, with will we'll be a rotate rotating um, cast of characters. You know, Jeremy will be popping on, Andrew will be popping on, you know. Chris will be popping on. Uh, my buddies Bernard and Yash, I'm sure, will will be popping on occasionally. All kinds of people, well, special guests. Um, and it's like, the, here's what I. The only thing I, I wanted to say about that: we bullshit about the league at large. Did we bullshit about the Knicks and like have Knicks related conversations that don't make it onto the show a lot because they're just like us, like shooting shit. Um, but we also like to talk about the NBA generally. But we try to keep. It's like to the big picture Knicks topics on this podcast. So the the Patreon, the $7 tier gets you basically all of our additional thoughts. Um, it'll basically be like living in our daily text threads of which they are active and they get a little kooky and crazy, um, but they're fun. I promise you they are fun and you will enjoy them. And um, and that's a $7 tier. That's the mellow tier. Okay. Next up, we've got two more to go. Um, this is for the big ballers. The Earl Monroe tier. Okay. So you're helping us keep the lights on. You're getting the additional podcast every week. In addition to that, you're going to get every six months a free piece of um, KFS merchandise that um, is up to the value of the, the monthly subscription. Um, so uh, you're going to get that, I think, after uh, being subscribed for three months because we don't want people signing up and then like canceling in a month. Um, and yeah, so it's going to be basically your way to get some exclusive merchandise in addition to the free podcast a week. Did I miss anything, Jeremy? I'll add that if you're thinking, hey, well, some of the items on the KFS merch store might be more than $15. Well, uh, we will let you know when sales with TeePublic are occurring and they happen frequently. So we can then have you time that perfectly. So, hey, that T-shirt that's in the 20s, not anymore. It's actually like 13 bucks and that fits snugly into what you're saying. So that sort of thing, we can offer that. We can keep doing that sort of thing find you the right deals and, and and it'll be then on us. So it works out in your favor and in ours. And then of course we had to pay homage to uh, my main man, Patrick Ewing. We do have a $33 tier. Now I just want to say up front, I don't know that there's any content creator in the world that I would give $33 to because I am a cheap SOB, but there are people out there. I have met them. That have done very well for themselves in life and for whom $33 is like, I, it's just not a very big deal. If you are one of these folk, if you are so lucky, this might be the tier for you. Jeremy, tell them what they win for the $33 Ewing tier. They win a free car. Uh, no, they <laughs> our, our uh, 33 Ewing, $33 Ewing members will receive everything that we've just said. So you're going to help us keep the lights on. Uh, you'd receive an additional KFS podcast per week, uh, a free 
KFS merch. It's going to be on us. It's up to the value of the monthly uh, subscription, which in this case will actually be $33. Um, an invite to our monthly KFS town hall, which actually is something that we should mention for the $15 one. I was wondering if we, something we, happened where the town hall is no longer in the No, 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 sorry. <laughs> that was my bad. $15 tier also gets you an invite to monthly tier, uh, KFS town hall. So there you go. And that'll be with the three of us. Chris other, will be hopping on folks. as well. And we'll have other people, you know, coming and going. So it'll be all of that. Uh, furthermore. It'll be an invitation to watch a KFS pod recorded live. So, you know, can interact before, interact after. You can watch the magic happen in real time. And that'll be um, once, once a month you get that invitation. Correct. Uh, it will be free merch, actually. We're going to give you free merch that is exclusively available just to your target. So what that means here is this. In case you haven't noticed, um, one of the things that I've been very careful about is us not getting sued when it comes to merch. I have a background in licensing and rights clearance, and boy, do I not want to get sued and have KFS be in that position. Thank you. Of course. There is, <laughs> potentially, uh, <laughs> a gray area, and that's why we have John as a lawyer and, and uh, Oz and Yash and uh, anyone else wants to help. I but feel bad the bottom for line here, The bottom line here is, there are some great designs that um, are uh, Ernie Prada, uh, who has designed some fantastic things. He has not been able to release and we have not been able to release because of licensing issues here. We would be giving you things for free. So that's the bottom line. It'd be exclusive stuff. Um, it will also include hats. We want to do beanies and hats that will be, have our logos. That is not a rights clearance or licensing issue. That is completely um, focused on them. So if you're in that tier, you can get some of those free things as well. And then uh, lastly, it'll be, again, uh, we've talked about merch and discounts. It'll be additional promotions for items that you like as well. If you are, if you want to be like Mr. KFS, then the, then the Ewing tier is for you. Um, but here, here's the last thing I want to say. Um, for anybody who's followed me for a while, who you know, read my intro when I went uh, paid for the newsletter and the whole thing. Like I, I generally feel like, you know, a little queasy about like taking money from people. It's just because I do this because I love it. Um, that said, we, I will say that all of us put a, a, a crazy amount of time into this. It is, it is our, like it has become our lives. Um, I'll just speak for myself. I know I could say that um, it is my life and we do really want to be able to do more for you guys. So this is basically our way to be able to, to do more for you. And hopefully um, people want to get on board with that and, um, and are, uh, you know, excited to, to consume even more KFS content. Um, last but not least, where can people sign up for this? Patreon.com slash Nick's Film School, I think. When we when this pod is available, there is a link in the description where you can go and sign up for whichever tier you'd like, whether it be the general support tier, the, the Starberry tier, or the extra pot a week for seven bucks, or the high roller tiers, uh, where you're getting free merch perks. Um, oh, free merch perks, merch perks. Um, they'll be in the description of every podcast going forward. Um, we will also, when a Patreon podcast drops, I'll put like a five minute sample 
of the pods. You can hear what you're missing and then the link to Patreon in said description, uh, as well as in our, our YouTube link uh, uh, channel in the description. Um, all There will be easy access to the Patreon. And I think we're recording this in the past, which then technically means in the future I'm going to do this. It will also be pinned to the Nick's Film School Twitter account uh, by the time you're hearing this. So there are plenty of ways to find our Patreon channel. You can just go to patreon.com and search Nick's Film School and you'll find us there pretty easily. Okay. Well, we hope you guys are as excited as we are. Um, And uh, we're looking forward to giving you guys some more stuff. So thank you. Uh, Thank you, Jeremy, for today's, I mean, just really take a bow. The, The Dame and CP3. I'm gonna. That's what I'm, that'll be in my head when I hit the pillow tonight. Um, anything else from you, Jeremy? Before we get out of here, I'll just kind of put a bow on it in terms of Patreon again. Uh, I love what I do here. I have so much fun with my friends, and it's a wonderful opportunity. And it's hard work. It, it really can be, but I would do it for free. I have done it for free. Mm. I love it, and it's the sort of thing where, I, you know. Whatever you feel comfortable, could be zero, could be more, doesn't really matter. Um, I thank you for your time, for your cooperation, all of it. Um, On my end, I love these presentations. I love being able to teach and do what I can. With that said, of course, we share one thing in common and that we have the same amount of hours in a day and in a week. And that's the sort of thing where, again, I I love it and I'm going to keep doing it. And uh, there are people such as yourself, maybe who, if you're speaking to you directly, um, that we just really appreciate your ears, your eyes. Um, and if you feel so kind enough, uh, your wallets, I guess I'm going to paraphrase here, but in coming to America, there's a great line. It's about how <laughs> I'm going to butcher it, but Lisa McDowell, <laughs> the lovely Lisa McDowell talks about how, uh, we love the, the kind of money that that oh, the jingles, jingles but we really we love, like the kind, of, the money kind that of money folds. that folds. So mm-hmm. it's a credit card, so it doesn't even fucking matter. But uh, that's that's all <laughs> yes, for me. Please so. don't send us cash. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Please just don't yeah, send don't, us cash. Don't mail a, us seven dollars worth of coins, for example. If you yeah. 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 That, that would be bad. There will we will mail you a basket to your house that you could put money in, and then you could mail the basket back. Um, keeping with uh, coming to America style. Andrew, anything else before we get out of here? I'll make it quick. Patreon was something that we wanted to do as an extra thing. Like I I can't stress enough. Everything you're getting now, you're still going to get. This is additional. And we've been blessed by the support that you guys have shown us in other ways, uh, whether it be in downloads or listens or interaction on Twitter. And the monetary support you've shown us is even crazier because Sometimes this doesn't even feel like work. Sometimes it does, though. So if you would like to support us in other ways on Patreon, we appreciate it. And we're excited for those of you that decide to join us in this next chapter here at Next Film School. Giddy up. That's pretty sweet. All right. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, thanks in advance to anyone who wants to, uh, you know, join up with the Patreon. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with another episode in the middle of the week. Until then, enjoy yourselves. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Adios.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.